I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. And today, I'm pretty sure this is a cryptid. <laughs> As if you didn't know. <laughs> well, I was like, I, I didn't know what to name the episode. I was like, pretty sure it's a cryptid one. Because then, well, when I was making it too, I was like, did I research a cryptid? And she like researched one of the other topics we brought up. Like, oh, that would be awkward. It's, it's definitely it's. Gonna I'd make it work. I'd, I'd come up with some loophole as to why it works. Uh, you that's typically do. You're, you're better at that than me. So yeah, today we're gonna cover uh, some local cryptids. But before we get started, Samantha, what are we drinking? I am glad you asked. We are drinking. It is called the Blood Moon. I know it makes sense in just a minute. Um, and I really love this description, so I'm going to read it. A luscious, sexy, and potent Halloween cocktail shared a lure in a vampire, werewolf, or two of each or both. I don't know for sure what it means, but either way. Uh, so for this one, you're going to take three-fourths of an ounce of bourbon, one ounce red wine, half ounce vermouth, half ounce pomegranate juice, two dashes of orange bitters and you're also going to need a uh, spherical ice cube if you can but you know you don't have to be all that fancy uh, combine the bourbon wine vermouth pomegranate juice and bitters with ice in a shaker shake until chilled and then strain context contents of the shaker over the moon ice into uh, a glass of your choice and it is beautiful yeah, it 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 is. So, cheers. I, I I'm gonna make this for Halloween <laughs> for sure. Cheers. Yeah. So, are you ready to hear about my encrypted? I've never been more ready for anything in my entire life. I don't think you are ready. You think you're ready. All <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, I have officially run out of cryptids in the state of Alabama outside of the one that you will not allow me to do yet because you are saving it for another time. Mm -hmm. um, so I did have to go to Georgia for this one. And it is the werewolf of Talbotton. Talbotton, I think is how you say it, Georgia. And I have quite a few sources, but I don't go through all of mine at the beginning anyway. So they will be in the show notes. Um, you guys can give them a, a gander if you decide you want to do that. Um, but we start this story with uh, Miss Emily Emmy Burt, born July 29th, 1841 in Talbot County, Georgia. Emily Isabella Emmy Burt was a normal, quiet girl by all accounts at first. Not much is said about her early life, just that she was one of three girls born of Joel Hurt Burt, which interesting. Hurt Burt. Interesting middle name. <laughs> and Mildred Ann Owen Burt. Her sister's names were Sarah and Mildred. Mildred, bless her. Um, Emmy was the middle daughter of the three girls. She also had an older brother named Alpheus. And she was actually the third born. So she's just like me. Emmy grew up in an area known as Pleasant Hill near Talbot Talbotton. Talbotton? Talbotton maybe 
Georgia. According to several stories that I read, after her father died in 1947, her mother sent her to a boarding school located in Europe where she was to learn how to become a lady. Oh, I While there, there. <laughs> it wouldn't have done you any good. Actually, it would have done you as much True. good as it did Emmy. Oh. So while there, Emmy developed insomnia and started having illness after illness to the extent that she was actually just described as being sickly and distant. Oh. When she returned to the States, her ailments did not improve, regardless of what treatments the doctors provided to her. She would often stare into space and even had issues with sleepwalking, which, I don't know, it kind of sounds like some trauma happened while she was gone, if you had to ask me, but this was back forever ago. Um, some stories also mentioned that her teeth began to change into sharp points. Some suggested that this was due to them rotting and or breaking, but another story said her mother took her to a local dentist to inspect them and perhaps fix them by blunting them somehow, which, by the way, I heard there was a true true crime story of, of one person that filed their teeth down so they would look differently because one of the things that he used to do was bite his victims. So he filed his teeth down so you couldn't tell that it was him because it wouldn't match what they had on record. And apparently that is like ridiculously painful, which if you think about it, makes sense because there's a lot of nerve endings in your teeth. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, anything to do with teeth just like, oh, it messes me up, man. <sighs> I have to, I'm one of those that have to have like anxiety medication before I go get my teeth cleaned. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, she says all the time. She's like, I get to get the gas today because I'm going to the dentist. Yeah. They give me the gas, but even just like getting my teeth cleaned because people have, people do, they seriously have like anxiety about getting their, like anything done to their teeth. And here's, here's my thing. Okay. Here's why I have so much anxiety okay. about it. <laughs> The last company I worked for, I took a girl's position who was around my same age at the time, which was, what, 25? 20. If it's the one you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. 25. It was like 25. Well, the reason I had to take her place is because she went to get her teeth cleaned one day. It threw a blood clot. She had a stroke. She was disabled for the rest of her life because of that. So That isn't um, like a one in a million shot. <laughs> all I'm saying is... I was, I was stepping into her shoes. And after that, I was like, oh my God, I could, I could, I could have a stroke from getting my teeth cleaned. Like it's possible. It's possible. You could die. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Likely. Probably not possible. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so anyway, so she took her, another story said her mother took her to a dentist to try to get them fixed. And the dentist said, her teeth are perfectly healthy. After all, aren't we humans basically carnivores? And that was from animalian.com. By the way, no, actually, we're not carnivores. We're omnivores. But thanks for playing. If you want to get technical. <laughs> yeah. That's why we have both types of teeth, uh, typically. Uh, in her case, uh, apparently not. She was also described as having thick, shaggy hair and eyebrows and small, dark eyes. Though I will say the picture that came up, and I'll post a picture of her, or the picture that I could find out that's credited to be her, 
Um, I will post that picture on social media, but when I look at it, it does not match this description at all. So either they altered her appearance for the picture or they're just way off. Um, it could be. Either, it sounds like I guess. you're describing me. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have beady eyes. I actually have pretty big yeah. eyes. But still. The hair Shaky right now. Eyebrows. Like, it's just like that yeah. hair is just everywhere. Oh, God. Shortly after she returned, wildlife and livestock began to disappear or would be slaughtered. Some that were not altogether that much eaten, but the blood seemed to be drained from their carcasses. Dun, dun, dun. The residents quickly concluded that they must be dealing with a wolf based on the wounds found on the animals and the destruction left behind. At some point, when the local farmers had enough of their decimated flocks, they came together to do something about it, as they do, especially in the South, and decided to put together a hunting party to put an end to this wolf once and for all. I'm sorry, but, like, they said the blood was drained. That's a vampire. That's not a werewolf. Maybe they had their lore mixed up a little bit. Well, according to the legend, there was an elderly man, of course there was, that stopped them before they went out and warned them that they might be dealing with no ordinary wolf, that it very well sounded more like a werewolf, and normal bullets and weapons would not do the trick. He advised them to melt down all the silver they could find and make bullets to take the werewolf down, because that's a well-known part of the lore, silver for werewolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the posse spoke up and stated they had actually encountered the wolf and what the elderly man said made sense. So the townspeople made the silver bullets and headed out to hunt the werewolf. Wait, how does that make sense? Sir, did you shoot it with a silver bullet when you saw it? Did it harm it? No? It's no, science, right? Ran. You know, you know was, that dude ran. <laughs> he did not stick around his, to shoot this thing. <laughs> was his name Bill Nye? That's all I want to know. Well, no, no, they didn't give a name, but I feel like if it had been him, it wouldn't have been at this time. So, okay. He's old, but he ain't that old. (laughs) While the farmers turned hunters were looking for the werewolf, one stumbled upon it as it was eating some livestock and shot at it. They managed to shoot the werewolf, injuring it. And in some stories said one of the paws was actually shot off. Again... Yeah, imagine exaggeration in these stories. Again, there was some story. (laughs) It's like mystic completely completely (laughs) and it ran away. Again, there were some stories that included the fact that Emmy had begun leaving the house at nightfall and returning shortly before the sun rose the next day. At some point, this caused her mother to be curious about where she was going, so she followed Emmy, only to find her with her hand held high, a large knife in it, coming down on an innocent newborn calf when her mother called out to her emmy turned just before she was shot so that was a completely different story about the same night oh the next morning emmy's mother found her to have a severe injury quickly finding out it was due to a gunshot the other stories said her hand had been shot off at the wrist but i would really like to know what kind of bullets they were using that one shot shot off an entire hand or paw I don't think unless you're using like a completely gone, at like close, not range. made it useless. Like it's completely gone. I don't know. 
Um, I have a I don't know. Paul. <laughs> Paul, let us know what kind of gun it is. <laughs> I just don't feel like that's possible. I mean, even close range, like you'd have to hit it maybe from the side where it's the thing. But even then, like to completely it's gone. I just don't I don't know about that. So she took Emmy to the doctor for treatment and immediately sent her back to Europe in France to seek treatment for lycanthropy by a specialist there. So I want to take a moment because according to animalian.com in France, there was an outbreak of werewolf cases in the 16th and 17th centuries that led to hundreds of confessed werewolves being burned at the stake for the process by which they changed shape. It involved a particular kind of ointment which was rubbed into the skin, and that was deemed witchcraft. Apparently, werewolves were common in French folklore, and specialists had started getting popular that treated those suffering from lycanthropy, which is either a supernatural transformation of a person into a wolf or, and you be a judge, a mental disorder where a person has the delusion of being an animal, usually a wolf. Um... But Somebody saw an opportunity and decided I'm going to make this a specialty. <laughs> but uh, but but she, I, I'm so confused. Did she? What did she ch- change? Like when she was killing nobody, the nobody has there, nowhere in the story has it said that anybody actually saw her change at all. But she apparently has these super sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. And she used a knife shaggy. to kill. She's basically shaggy, like all her hair is all shaggy and stuff, yeah. So instead of using her teeth, she used a sharp knife to kill this calf? Maybe. And in, in some of the stories, it says that's what her mom saw. But then in the other story, it said they saw the wolf and shot at the wolf who was attacking the livestock. And I shot wonder, one of its paws off. I wonder if, like, the... The person who shot her was like in the woods, like a shaded part, and he saw the wolf part of her, and like her mom, like the sun was setting or something, and then like her mom saw her like in the light, so she couldn't see the wolf part of her. But also, well, that's you a, think- that's, an, that's that's like a yin yang type thing. That's an interesting theory. Yeah, they each saw a different side. Mm, that's a good. Or one. maybe because her mom was so close to her, she couldn't see the werewolf. Oh, that's true. What if her mom's a werewolf? And she saw through it anyway. <gasps> yeah, there we go. On her side of the family. I don't know. Well, is lycanthropy, is it, is it for on the female side or the male side? Does it matter? I don't know. Inquiring uh, minds want to know. If you know, um, write us and tell us. I would really love to know. If Does you're a werewolf? On the or, the, or the male <laughs> side. <laughs> if you think you're a werewolf. also let Please me. share your story. I would love to hear it. <sighs> apparently emmy returned to the states later and was completely cured there were no more issues with slaughtered or missing livestock or any other issues that had been prevalent the last time she had been home in fact she lived the rest of her life on her family's property never marrying and became a very respected member of the community she continued to live on her family's property after she inherited it and was quite successful in the business the land included plots in talbot must Muskogee and Meriwether counties. Emmy passed away on June 18, 1911, and was buried at Owens Cemetery in Woodland, Georgia, at the age of 69. I did find an interesting theory on 
Reddit, of course. Of course. <laughs> and I wanted to share it because it was it was actually a lore that I had heard of before, but I have not heard of it in a while. So it was kind of a throwback for me. But this is from Era Shale, I'm going to guess. Um, and listed as empath, psychic, spiritual counselor for over 20 years, energy worker through Prime Source, whatever that means. Is that like Amazon Prime or... No, it's energy worker through Prime Source. I think it's a special special company. It's like Amazon providing psychic resources now. They Maybe everything. Uh, hey, I got a notice the other day that they're like your new source for pharmacy needs. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'll get a lot from Amazon, but no thanks. So they said, sadly, werewolf is a misnomer. She took after foxes. Unlike other supposed were-creatures, her affliction was spiritual, not physical. As evidenced in her continued spiritual cursing of her grave, foxes are not known for taking down cattle or sheep due to their size, but most foxes aren't 300 pounds of muscle. I don't really understand where the 300 pounds of muscle comes in because this girl was not 300 pounds, but I don't know. A lesser-known shape-changing affliction is the curse of the Ketsuin. It's rumored in some secretive circles of Shinto and other Japanese spiritual cults that this family was cursed and possessed by a vengeful Ketsuin curse. What makes it seem like any other werewolf creature is the overwhelming similarities of what a wolf lycanthrope and a fox lycanthrope are very similar in appearance. But unlike the curse of the wolf demon... A kitsuin or a werefox just possesses their host on a whim or due to a Japanese magic practitioner or shaman who curses them. They inflict some physical attribute upon the target of the curse or one of the children. The spirit lives inside this host and takes over from time to time, slowly eating away at the soul. But unlike a werewolf, it doesn't need a full moon, nor do silver bullets slay it, nor any other folklore remedies afflict it. But instead, the ability to fully take over the host when their will is weakest, usually when the host is asleep or unconscious. This creature got shot, so it realized it needed to play safe. More so than a wolf, or any other animal for that matter, a fox is the most cunning. More so, the kitsuin being a spiritual entity, it hid a little, let the family think the daughter was cured, and reduced its kills at night. The occurrences were reduced, but far from over, not until she died. But the thing is, the Kitsuin spirit, no matter how wild or evil it may seem, has a sense of humor, has a sense of honor. The same honor Japanese have for family and ancestors. The grave site is kept clean and presentable if anyone wishes to properly honor their ancestor. And anyone speaking ill of the family or dishonoring the grave or the ancestors in any way gets cursed. Okay, well, I'm not going to talk poorly about them, but also... Um, it might also be treatable by, um, and this is just a guess, lithium. So, <laughs> you know, that's I just want, my hmm, thought. That's a treatment for another illness. Uh, a couple of them, but yeah, I think, hmm. I think that might that might do it. Um, All right, no, maybe I, we'll I, see. I mean, it's a it's an interesting theory just because it. They made a really good point. It does seem more cunning, and it would make sense that it'd be all right. I gotta lay low. I gotta, I gotta stop being so obvious, and uh, maybe reduce it a little bit so people aren't quite so suspicious. Which this is but the it first really, time I've heard of them. The kids wing. 
No, yeah, I've I actually read a, a a series. It was a fictional series, but it involved that a good bit in it as part of the storyline, which was the first time I had ever heard of it. And it's really fascinating. It's a very interesting um, take on this same sort of thing. It's interesting how different cultures have different versions that seem similar but different in their own right. Oh, yeah, for sure. How, how we all come up with something very similar <laughs> to stuff that happens at night. Well, um, American We all lore. secretly want to change into uh, animals. Yeah. Well, American lore <laughs> borrows a lot from, like, Native American lore and actually just outright stilted. Uh, Native American lore and uh, Asian lore, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it might be, it might be real. Well, according to findagrave.com, this is all hogwash. And to be fair, I couldn't find any credible sources showing any factual information. But I will say, this person did really exist. So it's merely the werewolf part that's completely fabricated, maybe. According to findagrave.com, there were a couple of different articles that were uh, cited. One of them said, Emily Isabella Burt grew up in an area known as Pleasant Hill near Tabaton, Georgia. Although her name is mentioned in several books as being known as the Georgia Werewolf, it is important to note that these stories are pure fiction. Emily Isabella Burt was not mentally ill. She did not suffer from the mental disease known as lycanthropy. She lived and learned from her mother, was gr a great and kind person, and extraordinary businesswoman. At the time of her death, Emily Isabella Burt owned a 300-acre estate in Talbot County, partial ownership of a warehouse in Talbot County, a house and land in Blockville, which is in Merriweather County, and a house and land in Columbus, Georgia. Her obituary read, Miss Emily Burt of Midland, Georgia, died at the home of Miss Benson in Marietta, Georgia, Sunday, June 18, 1911. Her remains were brought to Woodland for burial Tuesday, June 20, 1911. A more extended notice of her death will appear in these columns next week. And then following that, Miss Emmy Burt was born and reared in this country midway between Bellevue and Pleasant Hill at the Burt Homestead. For more than half a century, this dear old home, dear old home, interesting, was the seat of hospitality and neighborly cheer. A few years ago, she made her home with her widowed sister, Miss Mildred Butts. About a year ago, the two sisters were moved to Marietta, Georgia to live with Miss Butt's daughter, Miss Luther Benson, where Miss Burt died on June 18th after several years of failing health. Everything that devoted love could everything that devoted love could suggest or best medical skill could accomplish was done to prolong her life of to prolong the life of this dear one, but all in vain. Death, though inevitable, is always sad. But when it takes from us, one who has grown dearer with each passing year of a lifetime is doubly distressing. Like this person really, really had some uh, writing talent. The death of... They need to write my obituary whenever I go. They make her sound amazing. The death of Miss Emmy Burt brings sorrow to many hearts here in Talbot County, where she lived so many years and where her name is a synonym of Christian greatness and grace. Her ministering hands have brought comfort and cheer to many sick, sick beds and her unfailing sympathy, hope to the sorrowing and afflicted. Wherever she went, her noble, unselfish nature was a proverb among her friends. God bless her precious memory and consecrate it to the eternal good to those who love her and bring peace to the stricken hearts of her only sister and other near and dear ones who consider her loss irreparable. 
She was buried by the side of her father and mother in the family cemetery near Woodland. Well, it sounds like she was just like a successful spinster and like as people do. It's funny how that happens when you don't get married and have kids. You can manage to be successful. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about it. You you have time to devote to other people. (laughs) Uh, It sounds like people are just jealous and they just like, you know what? That bitch is a werewolf. (laughs) How dare she not get married and not learn from that place that was supposed to teach her how to be a fine young woman. Right. Right? God, I am her. You know what? She was an amazing person. If she wanted to eat some livestock on the side, leave her alone. If she wanted her teeth to be sharp, who cares? Made it easier to eat. Leave her alone. Some fresh livestock, too. Yeah. Just saying. Go for it. Maybe it's that raw diet that I've been hearing so much about. Maybe it did her good. Oh, my God. Have you seen those guys eating that raw diet where they eat, like, like, they eat like literally a whole stick of butter and then like giant Ugh. testicles, like raw. Te- like, what are you trying to prove, bro? Gross. That it's gross. Healthy. <laughs> a whole stick of butter is not healthy. Look, I put a whole stick no. of butter in some things that I make, but uh- <laughs> it better. Let me put it to you this way: If I'm gonna eat a whole stick of butter, it better taste hella better than the stick of butter. It needs to add flavor, not be the flavor. Let's clarify. Well, there's always plenty of seasoning in my food, as you know. (laughs) 100%. Same. Well, good job. And that is all I have about uh, poor Miss Emmy, um, who was the werewolf of Tabat and Georgia. Well, good job. Um, I feel for her. I, I truly do think that people are just jealous of her because she was like successful and she was like kind. And people just can't stand when you're successful, kind, um, and not. I'm thinking. Ignore. I'm thinking she had some serious trauma that she was working through, and she was probably sleepwalking to some extent, and was probably having some weird stuff going on. And people, rather than being kind and sympathetic, were judgmental as people are. Um, and when she went back to France, she worked through it and she was like, all right, I, I got this figured out. I'll do other things. And then she just never got to escape what they had just pinned on her. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I can see that. Uh, mental health was not something that they focused on, nor was it something that they gave any kind of grace for whatsoever. No, not at all. Even to this day. <sighs> it's getting better. <laughs> it's bit. getting better. The more we openly talk about our own mental health issues, the more people warm up to the idea that they can. I think my dog's losing her shit in the background. All right. So good job again. I don't know if I said that previously. We just took a little commercial break so the dogs would stop screaming. Um, But I'm actually going to tell you now about the Flatwood Monster, which... Okay. The Flatwood Monster is not North Carolina. It's uh, West Virginia. And actually... Oh, we're starting to have to branch out. Well, a lot of cryptids come from West Virginia or Virginia. Like, just, you know. Is that kind of telling? Um. Well, have you ever been there? That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. And there goes Virginia, West Virginia. <laughs> Did we have any? <laughs> I think, actually, I think we do. Uh, 
when I look at the map, we do have a decent amount up there, which, you know what? I used to live in Virginia. (laughs) Um, It's not great. It wasn't great. Wasn't the only thing that was great were there was this barbecue place. um, uh, Pigs are us. The checkered pig. (laughs) Had two different names. So back in the day. If there's one thing rednecks, hillbillies, all of us know how to do, it's barbecue. It's like bare minimum. We got that. We, this was in my early 20s, so don't like hold this (laughs) against me, but like I used to smoke a lot of weed back then. No. Like like a lot of weed. Like I smoked so much. And uh, that's what we, that's what I do on the weekends is I just get really, really high and I'd go over there and I get, it was their wings, man. Like I don't even like chicken wings that much, but their wings were so good. Like, I'd get two dozen of those. I'd get some of their pulled pork, a bunch of their ranch, because they made their own ranch, and it was fantastic, and a mm. two liter of soda, and I'd just sit there, and I'd gobble that shit up in, like, two hours, baked out of my mind. Like, I watched that 70s show, the entirety of that 70s show. Somehow, that makes a lot of, of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Don't remember any it of that It explains show. a lot, too. Yeah. Well, you know... Here we go. <laughs> I don't smoke weed anymore. Um, often. That's also apparent. <laughs> oh my god. What a time though, man. Your early twenties. You can just do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Boy, do I miss it some days. I don't miss it in other ways. But yeah, no consequences. That part that part was kinda nice. Oh yeah, getting to eat whatever the hell you wanted to. Oh my god. Ugh. Chef's kiss. Ah. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the Flatwood Monster. <laughs> I don't know how we got it. Well, that's right. That's right. We're, talk- we're talking about uh, cryptids. Right. Yeah. Okay. Going back. Um, I have multiple resources. Um, I'm going to high level it. Wikipedia, obviously. Uh, I got a bunch of my new, my new guys' um, articles from newspapers.com. So, like, the original newspaper clippings from when this stuff happened uh and all that's interesting article wvculture.org and skeptic skeptical inquirer.org so uh check those out on the resources if you want to learn sounds more. like me yeah skeptical inquirer mm-hmm. uh yeah anyways so flatwood monster uh just a premises the reason I found out about the Flatwood Monster was because myself, my husband, and um, a OG day one listener of the podcast went to the um, Lizard Man Festival this year. <laughs> and we were so disappointed okay. that we were like, okay, they can't all be like this, right? Like, not all these cryptid festivals are like this. So we started looking at like different cryptid festivals in kind of like a five hour drive from where we were at. And one of the ones that popped up was the Flatwood Monster. And this thing looks insane. Like so cool. And I was like, okay, I want to go to this festival. So that's why we kind of like, that's why I wanted to cover the Flatwood Monster because uh, the festival is September 9th. 
So yes, you haven't gone to it yet. No, not yet. Um, it's next month. Exactly one month from today. Ha ha. Um, hmm. So yeah, that's why that's why I wanted to do cryptids because of the Flatwood Monster. So if you want to look it up and take a look at, I'm gonna describe it. Don't say what it looks like, but like go ahead and look it up and I'm looking it up now. You know I am. And you may hear some thunder in the background because apparently there's a storm that decided to show up. What? Okay. Right. It looks like uh, no, we'll, we'll get to it. Anyways, all right. Yeah, your face. This yeah. is like your face. <laughs> this looks like a cross between a cryptid and something else. I'm yeah. not going to say it until you do your description. Okay. And well, yeah. Okay. Well, once I get to the description, after I get to the description, we'll. we'll like it's say, so cute in some pictures and so horrifying in others. Right. Oh my god. It's like there is no in between. It's just like one or the other. No, there's not. Okay. All right. So picture it. I can't stop looking at it. Sicily night. Wait. Wrong thing um <laughs> what? i was doing golden girls <laughs> i'm already in the wrong place dang it uh it was okay so picture it it was almost fully dark on the evening of september 12th 1952 edward may freddie may and neil Nul- nunley and uh i don't know if tommy hire was actually there uh some articles say that he was some some leave him out so uh, this this that this kid Tommy might have been there. He might not have been there. So uh, whatever. All young residents of the town of Flatwoods were playing on the lawn of Flatwoods Elementary School when suddenly a bright light streaked across the sky overhead and appeared to crash into a hillside on G. Bailey Fisher's farm. The boys ran to see what had streaked across the sky. Um. And on their way, they had stopped by the Mays boys' houses to get their mother. Because it was, like, on the way to the farm. Uh, Kathleen May. Uh, Kathleen called on the National Guardsman, Eugene Lemon. Lemon. And the family dog, Richie. Uh, This sounds wholesome. To accompany her and (laughs) boys to the crash site. So far. When they reached the site of the crash, the group saw a pulsing red light. Lemon shine. And I just want to premise this that I know it said that Kathleen May called on guardsman Eugene Lemon. Eugene Lemon is only 17. Oh, okay. He's only 17. I don't know how he is a guardsman, but I guess the 50s were a different time. Um,. Anyway. You were grown at 14. Yeah, right. Anyways, uh, Lemon shined his flashlight up the hill, and the group witnessed a terrifying sight. A 10-foot-tall creature with a head shaped like a spade and what appeared to be a dark metal dress. The creature's hands were twisted and clawed, and what seemed to be its eyes glowed an eerie orange color. It appeared to levitate off the ground. A strange, sickening mist hung in the air. The creature hissed and glided quickly towards them. Lemon dropped his flashlight and the group fled. So before we get to this description, I do want to talk a bit about it because it does vary by account. 
In an article for Fate magazine based on his tape-recorded interviews, UFO writer Gray Barker described the figure as approximately 10 feet tall, which matches, with a round blood-red face. Doesn't actually match. But it had a large pointed hood-like shape around its face. So, like, it had an oval face with, like, this hood that looked made it look like a spade. Eyes like, uh, sorry, eye-like shapes which emitted like greenish-orange light, so that didn't actually match up. It said orange. Now this is saying greenish-orange, and a dark black or green body, while Kathleen May described the figure as having a small claw-like hands, like T-Rexes, um, Clothing like folds, so like its body folded down, like it tapered, and a head that resembled the ace of spades. And in most of the accounts, it also said there was a mist, which it did say, and a foul smell that the monster emitted, which left the group nauseated and some with sore throats for a few days. Lovely. So now, yeah. And some other places it says it smelled like sulfur and like rotten eggs and things like that. Um, what demon? So, what was your thought when you I would say, it? like, it looks like it looks like a cross between like a UFO and a demon. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. It looks like a nesting doll, like an alien, like a an alien nesting instead of a Russian nesting doll. It looks like. Yeah, nesting doll, to me. But it, like, it almost doesn't look like an actual being. It almost looks like it would. It's like a more like a transportation something or another. That's why I said UFO because it's not, it doesn't necessarily look like it's an actual being. Like oh, like a, uh, oh man, what was that book by like Syl- a craft or whatever? Sylvain Nouvelle, um, with the alien robots. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can't so remember. That was. It looks like a creature, but it's actually a robot spaceship that you can drive. Yeah. Um. Tell me, you're nerdy. That's kind of what it. Nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it reminds me. Of. It makes me want to go to the festival, though. It looks really cool. Yeah, it does. Very interesting. Like, I've never seen anything like this. I know, and like when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh shit, man! Like this looks so cool. Like it obviously looks alien. It doesn't look like. It doesn't look cryptid. It looks." alien mm-hmm. like that's why you said pretty sure this is cr- you're the one that went off the books this I time i know i went off the rails let me tell you but it actually is categorized as a cryptid it is by the just because you can make it work does not mean i'm just saying anyway go on i don't know tell me more if something started to smell like rotten eggs and it had glowing eyes and it hissed at me I'm not even in that area. I was never there to begin with. So do with that what you will. Fair enough. I mean, if it looks like this, these pictures look like I no, I would not be there anymore. I, I, I would have been gone five minutes ago. A flatwood monster, you say? Never heard of her. <laughs> okay, bye. So. 
they did what any citizen would do, and they went and they reported this encounter to the sheriff's department. A local sheriff. Okay. Okay. That was productive, I'm sure. (laughs) Especially in the 50s. Like, all right, Betty, you got in the sauce again. I need you to go back home, sleep it off. (laughs) A local sheriff and deputy went out to investigate the site, but they didn't see, hear, or smell anything. According to Fate Magazine article by Gray Barker, who goes on to cite another article. I This pissed me off. This, this is why I wrote this like this, okay? According to the Fate Magazine article written by Gray Barker, who goes on to cite another article written by A. Lee Stewart Jr. of the Braxton Democrat, Stewart claimed to have discovered, quote, skid marks in the field of a of an... Sorry, skid marks in the field and an, quote, odd gummy deposit, unquote. (laughs) And it pissed me off because I'm quoting one, I'm quoting one magazine article that's quoting a newspaper article. So I'm like, yeah, but this is like a day in the life of doing this research, (laughs) the research for these things. Because this is like every single freaking time. I'll open five articles and they're all saying the same thing. And I basically could go to the one that's the earliest to figure out which one originally wrote it. Yeah, pretty much. And I said, which of course everyone thought was evidence of a quote UFO UFO landing instead of someone just checking his underwear in the middle of a fucking field. <laughs> Skid marks and a gummy deposit. I, I knew. <laughs> I knew that was going to be referenced. The, the, and the first description, I knew it and I was waiting on it. And then on the second one, I was like, yeah, that's coming. <laughs> that's definitely about to. Oh, All right. My God. Continue. Uh, it's a good thing Danielle doesn't listen to this podcast. I know. She'd be dying right now. <laughs> oh, she should. Uh, this doesn't seem to be the only uh, sighting of the monster. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I said that. Be- Welcome to cryptids, my friend. <laughs> Some articles say that there are other sightings, but then in others, it like it says that that was the only one. Uh, and then those other newspapers come back and they're like, yeah, it's the only one because it's the only one that got hyped up. There's these other two accounts, blah, blah, blah. Like they were really popping off about this in the fifties. Let me tell you. Fifties um, were a time, man. It was, especially for cryptids. Another creature was reported by Mrs. Audra Harper right before the Flatwood sighting. Harper was walking with a friend in Heaters which is about five miles north of Flatwoods to this store when she spotted a monster with similar characteristics to the one in Flatwoods. The road leading out of the property was implacable and rutted. So they were taking a shortcut through the forest instead of walking the road, which would have increased. That's where you went wrong. Why you take a shortcut through the forest? Never, never, ever. Stay out of the forest, friends. Um, I don't know. I like the forest. I don't know with all the find dead bodies and cryptids. I don't know. I'm I'm out. True. I mean, I feel like Bigfoot. I feel like he'd be a friend. Um, about half a mile into their trip, they noticed a ball of fire on one of the hills they were passing. Harper dismissed it, assuming that one of her neighbors was quote fox chasing. I don't. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I need to take a tea. What? 
I don't you know. You see what... a ball of fire or you see a lot of fire and you assume your neighbors have something to do with it? Yeah. And it's not concerning? She said she thought they were fox chasing, which I could have looked up what that was. Sorry, Paul, but I didn't. I just assumed it was some <laughs> sort of witchcraft. And I just went on with my day. So you're looking it up. Yeah. Okay. I'll... Let's let's oh it's it just says the practice of many hunts, but not actually killing the fox. So basically they chasing use foxes, fire for that. But just not killing it. Okay. Some hunts may go without catching a fox for several seasons despite chasing two or more in a single hunting. Okay, well, that seems cruel. So basically it's like fishing for fish and then letting them go over and over. Um, Again, seems cruel. Kind of along the same. Yeah, but but it is. (sighs) Also, if you're doing it with fire in a forest, it just doesn't seem very smart. What's the word? So yeah, I think that's the bear it. would have something to say about that. He would. That's all I'm saying. Let me just tell you. Um, when she glanced back, she saw something unbelievable. The fire had vanished, and in its place stood the tall, dark silhouette of a man-shaped figure. Terrified, Harper and her friend ran, escaping among the rocks and boulders strewn around the hillside. So, we had Harper's Sighting a few days before the Flatwood sighting. Then we had the Flatwood sighting. And now, the day after the Flatwood incident, another strange sighting occurred near Strange Rock Creek, about 20 miles south of Flatwood. So it seems to me like it's traveling south. Reportedly, yeah, George and Edith Snittowit, I knew I wasn't going to get this right. Snitowski. Snitowski? Snitowski. George and Edith Snitowski in their 18th month. Nailed it. I nailed it. Oh my God. Uh, And their 18 month old son were driving through the rural area between Clay and Braxton County. And Braxton County is where Fleetwood is on Route 4 when their car suddenly died. Um, Mr. Snitowski attempted to restart the car to no avail. It was nighttime and the road was deserted. While the family was trying to decide what to do, a foul sulfurous smell filled the air and their baby began to cry. Me too, baby. Me too. (laughs) A strange bright light filled the darkness and the couple witnessed a 10-foot tall creature hovering in front of their car. The description... Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. Yes. I forgot about the hovering part. No. Why does it always make things more sinister? Because they're not touching the ground. They're not. We don't have crafts that should be able to do that. So it's always unnatural. 100% of the time, if they are not touching the ground, the only thing we have that can do that is a drone or a helicopter. And that was. No. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) The. The description is similar to that of the original sighting, except the monster was not wearing what is presumed to be its spade-shaped hood. So instead of it having that, like, pointed hood head, it instead, its head was reportedly... (laughs) There's... Speaking of burping... (laughs) (laughs) 
I've been for some reason like on my TikTok, I keep I keep getting like these douchey dudes that pop up on like my for you page and I've I've started like stitching their videos um and just with the most obnoxious thing they say in the video, like just five seconds of it, and then I just stitch myself burping. I haven't posted <laughs> any of them, but I have like twenty five of these videos. <laughs> Your new, your new uh, hyperfixation, huh? Yeah, I'm doing the Lord's work. Really? Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, we appreciate it. So, it's- but not posting it. So, yeah, yeah, but no. You're welcome. Not really. So instead, its head was reportedly reptilian and bony. Okay. The creature. Sure. Sure, sure. The creature dragged its lizard-like hands across the hood of the car before drifting away into the woods. As soon as the monster was out of sight, the car restarted and the couple sped away. Now. Yeah, I bet. Well, here's my thing. To me, it sounds like the monster is headed south, obviously. It started north of Fleetwood, was in Fleetwood. It's now south of Fleetwood. And with that last description of it being like reptilian and like the car wouldn't start. Um, it makes me think that the Flatwood monster could be, and this is just, this is just a theory. Don't get mad at me. The Fleetwood, the Flatwood monster could be the lizard man of Skateboard Swamp. And he just. Based on that last description, possibly. Possibly. Car not starting, lizard-like features, scrape the car. Glowing eyes. Headed south. Possibly. He found a swamp. But they look completely different. Uh, they do yeah, look completely so that, different. Hmm. So. But how much of it is contextual clues? True. Like, like the people are just like seeing the things around it and they're making it fit. I mean, our memory is not infallible so let's be honest and maybe he lost he ditched the cloak at some point who knows maybe he did maybe it was the lizard man of skateboard swamp and he had a cloak and then as he headed south he got hot south is hot maybe the south is hot so this is very accurate i can attest to that for the past month and a half two months I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something. Now. We solved the first one. I'm sure I'm sure we'll get down to the bottom of this one. Yeah. Um which is hovering so, however many feet off the ground. You know, maybe maybe he has a hoverboard. Nobody knows. Um it's the fifties. This uh, is true. Ahead <laughs> of his time. Ahead of his time. So Though we, like, we don't know what it is. Um, The local police almost immediately dismissed the story, too, uh, of the Flatwood monster as hysteria. But others weren't quite so sure. One newspaper publisher who spoke with Mrs. May and the boys immediately after the incident said, quote, those people were the most scared people I've ever seen. People don't make up that kind of story that quickly, unquote. 
Which, like, yeah, if you see something like that, it's going to fucking terrify you. Yeah. I can't uh, explain it. I don't even like hearing about it. So mm, seeing it, I can only imagine. Miss May and Mr. May and Jean Lemon were invited to New York to speak about their experience on CBS. And the news of the monster soon spread so far that even the U.S. Air Force got involved. Their conclusion was similar to that of the local police, though. The Air Force... Deny, deny, deny. Pretty much. Uh, What? We... There's never been any aliens. They're they're talking about aliens now. (laughs) I knew you were going to bring that up. We're talking about aliens now in a court hearing. They're aliens. This might be defined as a cryptid, but let me just tell you, it looks more like an alien. It it definitely looks more like an alien. Um, Not that we know what aliens look like. You know, we've never seen them. Um, So the Air Force determined that... It looks not of this world. Let's clarify. I mean, it looks like what I drew when I was in kindergarten as like... A grown woman. I you see this? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I wasn't good at drawing when I was a kid. Okay. 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 Um, so the Air Force determined that the streak that the boys had seen in the sky was a meteor, which had also been spotted 300 miles away in Baltimore at the very same time. So, okay, that, mm. that could explain that. Okay. As for the clawed monster with the glowing eyes... They said that, well, it was an owl. Duh. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> a 10-foot owl. Why not? Like, if an owl can be the star of the staircase, uh, an owl can be the star of the flower monster. <laughs> so I'm I guess. <laughs> it's not funny. A woman died. It's not funny. But, like, are you seriously trying to blame... A woman dying on an owl. I just can't get over mm-hmm. it. Uh, so, just like with the lizard man, the town had has actually embraced. And just to like kind of go back to the owl thing. They're saying that the shape of an owl's head kind of looks like a, like a spade, which it doesn't. Oh, okay. Uh, like their body looks like that. And like the owl was hovering or whatever and their eyes glow anyway. I feel like you're not taking me seriously, sir. And like the shadow. I'm providing my description. Like they mistook the shadow. No. As like that dress cloak thing. And I'm just like, broski, um, what? So, yeah. I mean. Weather balloon. Uh, I feel like it's just coming up with stupid excuses. <laughs> Whatever, <William. laughs> I mean, I may as well have just said this. Here's <laughs> a weather balloon. What? My boss asked me when my uh, when my if it works for the government, it can work for me. <laughs> I'm just gonna respond to every email from now on. Weather balloon. Ugh, it works for the government. <laughs> it works for me. Uh, so, just like with the Lizard Man, the town has embraced the Flatwood Monster. They erected a welcome sign, which, uh, designates the town as, quote, home of the Green Monster. Uh, 
unquote. The town also commemorates the legend in its annual Flatwoods Day Festival, which again, September 9th, is at the Holiday Inn. Um, I'll be there. I won't be square. Um, and there's a Flatwood Monster Museum. The Braxton County Convention and Visitors Bureau also built a series of five tall chairs, which I, I thought this was really cool. So they built... I saw one of those in the picture. That's pretty cool. I kind of want to get my picture. So it's like, it's shaped like the Flatwood Monster. But if you visit Mm -hmm. and you get a picture in all five of the chairs and you send it to them, they'll give you free Braxy stickers. Oh, cool. Yeah, isn't that neat? Um, Very nice. I think we've talked about New Bern before, but like my husband grew up uh, in New Bern and they're like new Bern bears or whatever. But if you go to downtown new Bern, they have like 40 bears that are all over the little downtown. And it's like a little downtown, like Marina town. So you can go near the dock and you know, it's a little quaint downtown, but it's like bears dressed up as like a dentist outside a dentist office. And they're pretty big statues. Um, yeah, they do something like that for uh, the Dothan area where my husband's from. It's cute. But it's peanuts. Oh, peanuts. So they have like a peanut dressed up as a post o- postman outside of the United States Postal Service. And a peanut dressed up uh, in... They actually have a peanut dressed up in like a Troy uniform in front of one of the restaurants in Troy. Because um, they're known for peanuts down oh. south, obviously. So... You, that's one thing that we'll do on the way to see his family is we'll like see how many we can see from the highway, just from the road, see how many we can point out. Oh, okay. But it's, it's a, it's kind of a cool thing for towns to do something like that. So, so you're looking for those little pieces that all fit. Yeah. You're really leaning into it. Um, but I want to do this. I want to get my picture taken. Really leaning into it. <laughs> all the flatwood monster chairs. And I like, do it. Fingers crossed that this festival is better than the Lizard Man Stomp. Lizard Man Stomp. I feel like based on your feedback, the bar isn't set too high. No, it's not. So, but looking at like their Facebook and stuff like that, it looks better. It looks better. I mean, just the chairs alone will make it interesting. So, yeah, for sure. I didn't even see like a Lizard Man cut out that I, or anybody in a constant costume like couldn't even take my picture with lizard man i took my picture with bigfoot at the lizard man stop oh that's sad the poor lizard man didn't even get like a person cosplaying like no dude. yeah well there wasn't even a person cosplaying with bigfoot we, the bigfoot wasn't even at the lizard man stop it was at a restaurant five miles down the road oh. <laughs> uh so uh, oh, instead of so your game, sad. it just gets more and more will. sad. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop talking about it. This, this is making me depressed. So bad. Uh, step up your game, Bishopville. That's, what, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I can't wait for you to go to the festival, and I can't wait to have pictures, and I can't wait to maybe share a few of them if you choose to share with me, and I'll share with our lovely listeners and family. But good job. Um, this one didn't terrify me, but it fascinates me because I can't stop looking at it. It's so weird. But it's so cool. It looks so cool. 
Like I, it really does. I love the way it looks. I, don't I love this picture that I, I'll have to post this, but there's a picture of it next to the Mothman because those are the main two. Oh um, yeah, from West Virginia. Well, they have like so a the picture of them side by side is just really funny. <laughs> well, Virginia uh, actually has a cryptid festival where it has Mothman because oh, cool. Mothman's from Vir- uh, West Virginia or Virginia or West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I forget. West Virginia. Uh, Bigfoot. Well, it says Fleetwood. West Virginia, but. Mm. Yeah. So it has all of them and they do a like a cryptid festival, which is another That'd one I want to cool. go to. But I want to go with you. So. Yeah. Cool. Because I want to go too. So that works out well. Yeah. Well, good job. Um, That was fascinating. And I am actually super jelly that you're going to the festival. So whatever. <laughs> Take pictures. You know, I can't help myself. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, you know, thanks for letting us have the week off last week. Not that you guys let us. Um, my computer battery the died. The computer kind of kind of made it happen. Yeah. And, you Oops. know, we only have so much time in our days. So um, thanks for that. Use a break. Um, Hope you guys like uh, liked this episode. We were a little bit more refreshed, so maybe we delivered it a little better than we would have otherwise. Maybe. Possibly. (laughs) I hope so. In any case, we love you very much. We did miss you last week, we promise. Yeah, after your two-parter, we needed a lighthearted. So this worked out well, I think. Um, You can find us on the social medias, Facebook and Instagram, at Rupert Tells Podcast. Uh, Montano, what about email? You can email us at reapergals at reapertales.com. I'm just going to wait for you to do it. <laughs> for what? You don't want us to have to say, uh, email us your oh, wait, requests, no, no, no. Uh, your comments. Um, <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that anymore. Email me anything except <laughs> whatever. going to tell you. Oh, gosh, no. I, I feel like that shouldn't even need to be said anymore. That's a very well-established rule. None of that. Yeah. Uh, also, don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe, all of the things. Leave a, leave a worded review if you are so kind and love us that much. But bonus brownie points if you decide to rate us on things that you on the different platforms that you don't necessarily listen to us on. But thank all of you so much for listening. Um, this is literally a chance for us to connect on a weekly basis, and we use it as an excuse to record our really lame banter and weird things that we research for the week. Cause we like giving ourselves homework, despite the fact that we've been out of school for over a decade. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening and, and sticking around and hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Sure do. Love you. Made it. Bye. Till next time. Bye. 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 Bye.